say what you want about the cult from The Wicker Man and Mid- Midsummer. They throw a killer party. They do throw a killer party. That's a good joke. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. Well done. Yeah. Well done with the. I don't write. I don't write one-liners very often. Yeah. And uh, yeah, that one was pretty good. Yeah. Pretty good. They. Proud of it. Yeah. Um, folk horror. Oh, that's good because I've written written some down. I thought it was cult horror, so well, I wrote some down. Shit. That the other. Same, I mean, the other kind same of. Movie. I guess Midnight Mass is cult horror. Yeah. Is it? Uh, if the cult is Catholicism, yeah, 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 pretty much. Um, uh, no folk horror. Yeah, it's about like an alien culture. Yes, you know, like a, a, a sort of, and not actual aliens this time. Mm, an unassuming folk. You could argue. I'm putting my. I'm putting this film into the hat for most unlike a cult horror, a folk horror, mm. but without being a folk horror. Yeah, uh, hot fuzz. Mm. Yeah, no, it yeah. is. Yeah. It is kind of a folk horror, isn't it? Like, yeah. it doesn't. It doesn't wear that on its sleeve for the start of the the movie. No, no, but it turns into it mm. later on. I mean, it, it's mainly it's mainly an action movie. Yeah, but there is elements there of the folk horror. If it was... I mean, same thing for World's End, right? Yes, like that's more of a folk horror. Yeah. than uh, Hot Fuzz, but they do t- tend to sort of. Hit the same, mm. hit the same marks. Sure, like like that sort of um, oh, well, Stepford Wives vibe mm. is kind of folk horror. Like your uh, well, the protagonist is often an outsider mm-hmm. going into a very close knit community. Yeah, there's a feeling of like the protagonist doesn't know everything that's going on and everyone's kind of in on it. Yeah, I think the thing that separates it from like you know your 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 sort of um, Cult horrors. I think I would say step for wives and all that sort of thing mm. is like it's that that's a sci-fi um, uh, kind of cult horror. Mm. Whereas folk horror, I think, almost always involves tradition mm. or uh legendaria like you know this this um you think about like uh i haven't seen it but like i as i understand it the vivich has like black peter this goat mm. and all this kind of this kind of like things that people believe in things that might be true you don't yeah. believe are true simon Pegg's going to be in a thing soon there's like this <laughs> where like there's a weasel like a talking like uh, what? A talking animal that nobody believes... That he he is a sceptic, he doesn't believe... Man, did you dream this? I might have, because it's been a little <laughs> while since... Um... He watched any trailers for a Simon Pegg movie. It's been a while since Simon Pegg's been in a movie that so... didn't co-star Tom Cruise. <laughs> so, there are th- when, I, when I type in Simon Pegg talking... Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. I get two suggested um, uh, movies. Yeah. Movies. Plural movies. You really, yeah. Um, you shouldn't type in like your someone's name and talking and get multiple. <laughs> oh movies. yeah. One of course is absolutely anything. Oh yeah. Right. Uh, Twenty fifteen movie about a talking dog. The other one is Nandor Fodor and the Talking Mongoose. That's coming out this year. In fact, it might have come out this year. Oh. I it came think... out. It came out in September. Yeah. Um, it's got a 5.3 out of 10 on IMDb and a 47% on Rotten Tomatoes. Wow. Apparently not very good. Um, but yeah, Mini Driver, Simon Pegg, 
for some reason Neil Gaiman's in it. Christopher Lloyd's there because I guess he's in everything now. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, but like, yeah, it's it's about like a skeptic going into a society that does believe in this talking mongoose that like hides among the hills mm. um, and tells people what to do. Um, what? Yeah, we pitched that movie. <laughs> I know, right? I'm um, sure we did. Yeah, yeah, this yeah. Is, we might have. Our, our films are making it into into Hollywood. Yes, yeah. slowly. Like yeah. we, we were way ahead of our time with some of our ideas. Yeah. And and like most of our ideas. 47% on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah, 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 basically. <laughs> At best. Yeah. You see that poster I uh, retweeted for The Beekeeper. Yes. With Jason Statham. Yeah, wild. I'm just like, this feels like a, a film title we've been given we at some point. Yeah, pitched that. Yeah, for sure. And Ross has, Ross has pointed out that we've not pitched the beekeeper, but we have like pitched like the floor is bees. Uh, the Vatican bees <laughs> problem or whatever it was. The Vatican is full of bees or yeah, what is it called? The, the Vatican's full of, the Vatican has like a million bees or something. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, like 10, 10, 10 million bees attack the Vatican or something like that. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I've got the poster for it somewhere in a, in a folder. Yeah. Um, but... <laughs> Maybe we're you know you know like films. Uh, it's often said that like films now are sort of written or like pitched by algorithm. Yeah. Do you reckon like us going film bees and putting a poster out there? Yeah. Is slowly sort of. Infiltrating yeah. its way into the to the algorithm, shuffling its way through the algorithm. Probably, yeah, yeah. yeah we probably affected that. We come up with over fifty films a year. Yeah, that's true. Which is more surprisingly uh, like, more like one hundred and fifty films a year. Oh yeah, more than that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like three three films an, an episode. episode. Yeah, one for deleted scenes, one for bonus pitch. Yeah. But, but putting out into the public, that means four films an episode. Yeah. Um. So it was fifty six times four. It's mm. like two hundred and it's like two hundred and twenty films a, uh, a year. Yeah. And if some algorithm is getting our voices, and pushing it in like <laughs> the, the whole zeitgeist of, of film discourse. Well, people often ask why we don't transcribe the podcast, um, <laughs> for the hard of hearing, and yeah. that, that's. I appreciate that. I really do appreciate yeah. the need for transcription. It's mm. it's very hard to do. I wouldn't have time to 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 fine tune the AI learned transcription program, and like as such, um, wouldn't like I wouldn't be confident that it mm. wouldn't say something that I hadn't said. Yeah, you know, I stumble over my words all the time, mm. and. If it if it decides to say something like racist or something, yeah, yeah, after accidentally finding, I don't want people googling that and finding the podcast. It might be a weird reason not to add an accessibility fe- accessibility feature to the podcast, yeah. but I, I feel weird about it. And also, I don't trust computer. No, I don't. Cr- I don't, don't trust, trust computer. computer. <laughs> don't trust computer. Yeah. So, um, yeah, don't trust computer, Tom. So mm. uh, don't tell it what we're. Um, how, how have you seen the titles, Matt, for this week? <laughs> don't trust computer. Yeah, yeah. No, that's for the Black Mirror episode. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> that is. I'm pretty sure we did get that for a Black Mirror. <laughs> don't, don't trust computer. Don't trust computer. <laughs> um, but yeah, folk horror. We're talking. We're talking, as you saw. Um, uh, Wicker Man. We're talking Midsommar. Yeah, Midsommar. My favourite movie. The Vivovich. Yeah. Um, even uh, 
Like it's it's that legendary. It's like it's like spirit. Mm. It's like it's like a ghost. It's like a uh, uh, cryptid, right? Mm. Except that the people who believe in that thing are really also a big part of the horror. Yeah, I love how the Vovovich is the correct pronunciation of a film. Clearly is it? Just... No, 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 it's people not. People call it the witch. I, I, most people I've spoken to about this call yeah. it the witch. It, really? Because yeah. I call it the Vavitch. I call because, it the Vavitch, yeah. Because it's written like that. There, there are two Vs for no reason. It's stupid. Even even on like IMDB where it's con- transcribed into plain text. Yeah. It's not just a it's not just a um like you know, we, we get we get silly, don't we, Tom? Mm, but sometimes yeah. we have fun here. Yeah. And sometimes um, Yeah, sometimes we have fun here. <laughs> and sometimes we will say and Jenny does it as well, yeah. when we're walking around, we'll see a bus go past with the expendables um Expend four balls. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. You got the expendables four in it is there. What what's going on there? Expend four balls. You that's how you, you, you read it. Yeah. We it's a bit silly, isn't it? Yeah, but yeah. we know secretly we know it's called Expendables Four. Yeah. And secretly we know that like um, that's just a typography thing, mm. right? Everywhere else, if you go and get your ticket printed out, yeah, it's going to say Expendable 4, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. I, I know Antonio Banderas isn't pronounced like that. <laughs> but but I don't know anything different now. But the witch... Yeah. But the witch, even on IMDb, is, yeah. is, is written the witch. Yeah, yeah. And I don't think they say... Which in At the any movie point. so canonically it could be yeah. called the Vavitch yeah like her dad in that movie just goes you're you're a Vavitch <laughs> get out of my house get out of my house Vavitch <laughs> it's, uh, it's the guy it's the green knight man the man who was the green knight oh yeah yeah him I can't remember his big name big low voice Grumbus yeah he's also in the creator as well is he yeah, he's in yeah. everything nowadays he was yeah. in Willow he's great he's, he's like um He's like, uh, what's his name? Stephen Graham, who's in everything. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. He he's in games as well. Games? He's, he's in games. He was in... Um... In Baldur's Gate? I don't... He might be. Yeah. I wouldn't put it past he, him. He very well might be in He's Baldur's in Final Gate. Fantasy sixteen. Ah, right. Okay. Um... Has he got a voice which is ridiculously recognisable as, that's the guy from The Office yeah. back in the day? Yeah, it's uh, Gravelly yeah. and... I don't know yeah. what his name is. What's his name? Uh, yeah, I don't um... know. <laughs> I realise we're, we're talking about someone who we've not mentioned by name yet. Uh, the creator. I mean, I could be wrong. Maybe he isn't in my, in uh, in Final Fantasy sixteen, but uh, it certainly sounded like him. Whoever was doing it, doing that, was doing a very good impression of him. Ralph Innocent. Mm, that's his name. Yes. Splendid, a uh, splendid character. He is in Final Fantasy sixteen. Yeah, he's um, he he plays all. Um, uh, uh, what's his name? Always has the airship. Sid. Sid. He always yeah. plays Sid. Yeah. He always um, plays Sid. He plays Sid in that. Okay. Cool. Ah, Ralph Ellison, great actor. Mm. Great yeah. actor. No, he's good. Um, but yeah, the Vavitch. Yeah. Like, uh, again, the, like well, but my one of my favorite movies of all time, Midsummer. Uh, yeah. Solid movie. Highly recommend. If you've not listened to me talk about Midsummer before. Highly recommend watching it at least mm. once. And there's something about um, seeing normal life mm. reflected uh, in like a dark way, right? Mm. Like um, seeing this like a- almost alien. 
what's happening is like you know you go traveling you go and see how mm. someone else lives their life and that yeah. like slightly unsettledness that you just like you're not quite at home you're in almost like a parallel world to the way you live because everyone's eating and sleeping and, yeah. and drinking and shitting and stuff you know everyone does those yeah. things on earth <laughs> but yeah, yeah. because people are doing them in slightly <laughs> different ways to you it's like you've transported yourself into a parallel world yeah and there's an unsettledness that you know you can get over with compassion and you can get over mm. with with uh like understanding cultures but before that there's like this thing in your stomach this strange thing in your stomach that's like oh i'm not at home this is weird things aren't the same as they sh- they should be it's, it's like going to someone else's house yeah. and being like do i have to take my shoes off mm. or something do they where do they keep the toilet roll yeah like, exactly yeah yeah <laughs> wait they've got a bidet yeah yeah <laughs> what the, how do i use that that bidet is trying to kill me <laughs> Well, yeah. no, 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 that's just how the bid- that's just how the bidet works. It's got teeth. Yeah, <laughs> it's got teeth. A big wet tongue that comes out. Cleans your bum. Cleans your bum. Cleans that's your bum. how the bidet works. I don't think that's how the bidet works. It is in this that's, house. Yeah, it's not how the bidet's supposed to work. At least, surely, yeah. surely. No, no, it is. Imagine uh, framing this bidet the same way like the boiler is framed in Home Alone. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and. Yeah, like any any other kind of like lurking creature that the that the that people take you to. Yeah, <laughs> like, you know, in in a, in a folk horror. <laughs> I love how know. we described a bidet mimic. <laughs> they take you to a they take you to a cave in which a bidet is. Yeah, and it has been for the, the 1600s. <laughs> Just a little fountain. Since yeah, well, since, since sort of ten sixty six. Yeah. Since like the Normans conquered Britain and put this bidet here. <laughs> yes. So, um, yeah, I think that's really the kind of crux of folk horror. Mm. Like, because I, I know in Midsummer, especially, like the 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 university students are all there to study the anthropology mm. of these people yeah. like the the traditions the um the meaning behind the the things that they do and, mm. and why they're there in in this part of the world and yeah. and uh, and stuff and then like what I th- uh, what I find good about this movie is all the traditions there are like that they don't they hide some things, mm. but they lay bare a lot of stuff. Well, they tell you what not to do, right? Mm. And that's that's kind of the crux of it. That's why it makes it such a good horror movie, is mm. because like there are unspoken rules as um, as regards horror. Yeah, right. There are only you don't have sex. Yeah, in horror, you sh- you shouldn't have sex as a character in horror, mm. otherwise you die. Yes, right. You shouldn't um, like be too scared. You shouldn't be not scared enough. Mm. Um, like <laughs> <laughs> it's like it, like, it, like there are all sorts of and of course, um, Cabin in the Woods did a great job of, of sort of outlining a bunch yeah, of those breaking it down. Yeah, yeah. Like they did it in terms of archetypes, but I think more so it's like transgression, isn't it? It's, yeah. It's um, how do you transgress from the um, from the viewers 
internalized bias of like, oh no, I wouldn't have died then because I wouldn't have done that. Yeah. You know, like every time, kind of horror movies want you to say, no, 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 you shouldn't do that. You shouldn't do that. Yeah. They, like they rely on it. It's engagement when you when you do that, right? Um, it, it, like the the viewer getting out of their like, seat, and going oh, like, no, don't, don't go in there, don't go in there, don't split up. Like, yeah, yeah. it's stupid. Everyone is just so stupid. Yeah, but I think in like again going back to midsummer in midsummer they um sometimes they don't say don't go there mm. uh or like well there's a bit where he pisses on a tree yeah like anywhere in the world like that'd be sort of fine, fine yeah but it's like no and like there's a kickoff of of this thing like where he pisses on a tree and part of Part of what's great is if you rewatch that movie, yeah. you're like, oh, none of these people are getting out alive. Yeah. <laughs> like, none of these people are getting out alive, and it's not because they've done anything bad in some places, mm-hmm. or like they've they've not been forgiven, or, uh, and it's it's odd. In and I'm I'm trying to remember the the other couple that are there as well, the British couple. Like, I'm trying to figure out if they broke any rules. <laughs> And I don't think they did. The I think they just tried to leave. And, and, yeah, strung up and um, like made butterfly. Right? Yeah, uh, right. I think so. Didn't they? Didn't they peer in on something or like sort of? Maybe. I'm, I'm trying to remember that movie, but and and yet, Danny Florence Pugh's character doesn't break any rules, mm. and she embraces mm. the. She sort of, she sort of uh, goes through her, her, <laughs> she just, her she trauma. wander haplessly through that movie, yeah, and manages to come out. But like the whole way through the movie, you're like, oh god, does this mean she's gonna die? Yeah. Does this mean she's gonna die? Like, and that was the whole sort of tension of the movie the whole way through, yeah. um, which I think is sort of quite relevant with a lot of folk horror. Is like, oh. Are they going to take this person into this room now and and kill them, yeah. or are they going to give them a treat? Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. you know what it's, I mean. It's 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 a, that 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 stirring of that feeling, right? Of mm. unknowing, not knowing what the reaction is going to be from this group of people, how mm. their traditions work, how their society is set up. Yeah. Um, you know, because very early in the movie, or maybe not very very early in the movie, but like you know moderately midway into the movie you are they are invited to go and see something wonderful and yeah. something terrible happens yes yeah it's like oh this wonderful bit of bit of our culture and then two old people just jump off a cliff exactly right then, in front of and them and then get hammered to death yeah and when they don't die they get hammered to death <laughs> like horrid horrifying yeah. and like and so you are immediately in that place of like oh no 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 no, no. this is this culture is f- fucking different yeah yeah um but it doesn't always have to be about understanding it midsummer has that understanding of these people's culture yeah you look at like resident evil 4 yeah. you never have to understand their culture <laughs> all you have to know is that like we well, start instead a little bit of it like they have a religious deference to a parasitic creature but what happens in resident evil 4 um there's a spanish village <laughs> um in which like it like out in the out in the country yeah in which basically um like 
nearby were, I guess, some some experiments or something or whatever, right? Mm. Resident Evil stories never matter. Uh, <laughs> but, like, uh, come at me, Resident Evil fans. But um, the... Uh, They'll come at you slowly. You turn up at this. You turn up at this this town, and mm. basically the idea is that like these people are getting along kind of just fine. They're just mm. Really, really like they hate outsiders. They'll they'll just attack you. Yeah. But then it's discovered that like this this kind of you know parasite that would make zombies mm. normally is kind of taking over their brains and sort of like. Um, uh, they have they have a religious deference to it. Yeah. But when you like when they'll, they'll attack you normally, and then and then like when you shoot them or whatever, a big nasty creature will sprout out of their neck and start oh, no. like uh, like staggering towards you because it's clear that they didn't need the human brain. Yeah, yeah. Um, it was sort of just uh, on top of camouflage. Yeah, it was sort of on top way. of everything else, right? Yeah. Um, it's just been replaced. Uh, uh, Sekiro does it too. Yeah. Um, yeah. There's plenty of Sekiro that has has this um, a kind of uh, these people are slowly bit by bit replaced with um, strange insect creatures. Hmm. I'm, I'm going back to thinking about Hot Fuzz. Yeah. Now, because it's not, I wouldn't necessarily say it's a horror movie. Yeah. Um, but it is one of the, like it's like got horrific elements. It's got horrific elements. Yeah, and like, and I think. It's an action detective movie yep. in which you're trying to figure out who's doing these killings. Yep. But to other characters in that film, it is a folk horror. Yes. Um, so, like, all the all these hooded figures doing murders. Yeah. Uh, and it's there's, like, a cult that are trying to get the town voted for best town or well, something, are they? For the most part, they... The, yeah, that's their original aim, but, like, mm. for the most part, it's... Um, it's conservative, right? Yeah. It's um, they see a conservation. Uh, they see conservation of their village, like ethos and mm. shape, to be more important than the Human lives life. of yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so you know you 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 have that kind of. Uh, you, you only have to look to that that bit where he kind of falls through underneath the castle and he, mm. he finds all the bodies of all the, of the people that they've stashed before. Yeah. Um, uh, the big bushy beard and the, the skeleton with a beard. Um, <laughs> and, and like the um, performing artist, the crusty jugglers and all that yes. sort of thing. And um, uh, those people deemed undesirable are sort of like uh, pushed under. And like this is what is going to happen to anyone who comes into this and doesn't immediately uh, blend with the yeah. with the ethos of Sanford in this case. Mm. Um, and, uh, like, I don't know if in, like, Resident Evil 4, they ha- yeah, he has that choice, because he doesn't really. It's just, he's just like, I'm an American agent. <laughs> um, Leon Kennedy, I think, is his name. Oh, right. Um, uh, John's brother. Yeah, yeah, yeah. John F's brother. Yeah. John F's brother. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, but he... Uh, like, Leon Kennedy. It's, yeah, very much a uh, an all-American name. Yeah. But yeah, you go into all these places that are like very, very Roman Catholic mm. churches, and like uh, these, these. It's 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 very interesting, like this kind of like um, uh, heightening of 
you know, we see a lot of, you know, Indiana Jones and stuff. You see a lot of like, oh, there's this strange exotic culture with their strange religion. <laughs> um, but like, you know, to see it done with the trappings of Catholicism, it's been done in Dark Souls. It's been done yeah. in, in, you know, uh, all sorts of, of stuff. But like, uh, I particularly remember it happening in Dark Souls 3, mm. um, a kind of a kind of. Uh, the deep cathedral or whatever it was cathedral yeah. of the deep where like you you have a fight with loads of popes oh the deacon of the deep yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, yeah it's uh, <laughs> you're just hitting popes over and over yeah. again it's great yeah it's, it's like really... someone hated the pope yeah, so made plenty of them hated the pope so much yeah and you could beat him up yeah well that's that's one thing the writer strikes won uh-huh. It's they say that like um, AI can be used. I think it, I, I don't know the actual specifics, but it's like um, they've said a TV show can't be written solely by AI or something. Yeah, that was the Supreme Supreme Court was at yeah. least that um, that like you can't copyright anything that yes. is entirely AI, hmm. um, uh, which. It seems like it seems obvious. Yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> you didn't do it. Yeah, <laughs> no one did anything. Yeah. So, which is great because anyone who's um, online, uh, on on Twitter or mm. like, I mean, uh, on on whatever platform, yeah, uh, making AI art, um, you can just steal it. Yeah, yeah. You can steal those You're videos. You can actually sell them on. Yeah, you can say, "Hey, I printed, I printed your AI art, mm. and now I'm selling it on a T-shirt." And they'll be, be like, "No, I made that," and you'll be like, "No, not legally, you didn't. AI did." Yeah, you can legally take those Wes Anderson if he directed Star Wars videos, yeah, and go the original if Wes Anderson directed Star Wars video, put it up on YouTube. Yeah, you can. You, you can you, actually you can do, do that. that. Yeah. yeah, legally. I mean, they'll probably still copyright claim you because because YouTube rules have nothing to do oh, with yeah, the law. Yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, <laughs> but <laughs> you can still do it, yeah. and you should. Which, which reminds me, I watched uh, an episode of Loki. I also watched an episode of Loki. There's there's a few moments in it where mm. I felt like this looks a lot like those Wes Anderson if they if he directed Star Wars. Yeah, the the suit and the like. There was a weird. We're talking about season season two episode one. Season two episode one of Loki. There was a bit where, and we're ringing the Marvel bell. Owen Wilson is in a big space suit. Well, he's been in a big space suit. Yeah, but there was a bit which felt like a genuine Wes Anderson film. And that is where they're in that they're in an elevator, yeah. and they're talking about Loki doing his time skipping thing and how yes. horrifying oh, it yeah, looks. Yeah, yeah, and he's yeah. like, "It looks terrifying, man. I'm, it really freaks me out." And then the camera, pans like, to someone else, pans to yeah. just someone else. Goes, and how like, does it look? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it genuinely made me laugh. I was like, "That feels like a Wes, a Wes Anderson, Anderson yeah, like, yeah, it's like a Wes Anderson beat for sure." Especially, especially with the like the style of the person sat there mm, as well. They've got it's a like, little bellhop hat situation yeah. going on, and like, yeah, it's all very nineteen. 1970s yeah 1960s 1970s uh, just the sort of anachronistic around mm. like that kind of era and yeah I was like this feels like Baz Anderson directing a Star Wars movie. <laughs> yeah which it ain't yeah which it ain't but it's because uh... yeah, it's what it is because you know how Star Wars you know how Star Wars the, the plot is generally comprehensible yeah um, <laughs> whereas Loki. Loki season 2 episode 1 I haven't got a fucking clue what yeah. happened 
I, I clocked out halfway through. I know. I was like, I don't know what's going on. <laughs> and people are saying it's good, and it's like, how starved are you of content? How how much do you miss there yeah. being good Marvel uh, things if you uh, if this is like, whoa, oh, oh boy, <laughs> yeah. this is really good, you guys. It's got short round in it, and... Uh, yeah, that, that's, it's got short round in it? <laughs> that's the episode. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. I don't know why I'm talking about Marvel. Yeah. Um, same with Star Wars as well. Yeah. St- Star Wars, it's like people are saying Ahsoka's good. I don't think it is. <laughs> and, you're, fr- and you're a big. You're I'm a in. big Star Wars fan. You're in. Yeah. Yeah. I I, I genuinely like parts of it. Yeah. And I liked I like the ideas in some of the episodes. Um. However, it looks cheap. Yeah. It like it looks bored. It feels boring. Mm. I'm bored. When I watch it, yeah, and it's just like it's it's not television. It's yeah. a film that they've stretched out over six, over eight episodes, mm-hmm. and have not got the budget to make it good. Yeah, it's yeah. Ugh, just it's the worst. Just don't 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 do it. Yeah, just don't just don't, don't do it. Do folk horror. Folk horror. <laughs> folk horror. Folk horror is being told that people are enjoying a Marvel property in in, in 2023. <laughs> that is that is the cult, isn't it? Yeah. It's like it's like everyone on everyone online is like this is an amazing new Marvel movie and you you watch it and you go like is everyone else on drugs? What the fuck is happening? Who <laughs> yeah. who had who had mushrooms? And then if it's really is a folk horror, um Chris Pratt comes out crawls out of the screen and scratches your eyes out. <laughs> That's the real horror. That's, <laughs> you know how I've got like this weird irrational fear of alien abduction. Yeah, uh, that I didn't know I had the fear. <laughs> but Chris Pratt specifically coming out of the TV and scratching my eyes out. I don't ever want that to happen. Tom, I don't want that to happen to you either. No. So we're in this together. Yeah, <laughs> let's keep that demon down. That's real scary. <laughs> Hemsworth, I'd be all right with. <laughs> Evans, I'd take Evans. I'd take Evans. Yeah, yeah. Eyes out, but Pratt. Yeah, yeah. Even Pine. Pine, I'd, I'd yeah. <laughs> Pine, I would happily welcome into my home for their TV to scratch my eyes out. <laughs> Pratt, though, that would be weird. That would be too far. Pratt is taking it too far. Too far. With his weird, like opinions, opinions on stuff. Yep, and the fact that. Even in Guardians of the Galaxy 3, it felt like he was phoning it in. He doesn't feel like he's on... He doesn't feel like he's in films anymore. No, he's not. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. He's, it, just the idea of him is. Yeah. It, this is the thing. So there's a whole thing now of like movie stars aren't a thing anymore. Mm. It's the characters they play. And he has managed to get away with a lot because mm. of this theory. Yeah. Because, like... Him as a film star should have, like, got less and less work years ago. Yeah. He's still got these franchises going. And I think after this latest Guardians of the Galaxy, what's he going to do? He may never work again. He may never work again. He may never work again. No. Just replace him with Andy Samberg. (laughs) Yes. Because every character he does, Andy Samberg could probably do just as good. Yeah. If not better. So... Chris Pratt scratching out my eyes is now a new fear I have. Yeah, but you'd be okay if he was replaced with Andy Samberg. Andy, if Andy Samberg came out and out of the TV and scratched my eyes out, 
I'd be happy with that. <laughs> All right. I wouldn't be. I wouldn't be like scared. I wouldn't be like pleased that Andy yeah. Sandberg was coming out of TV to scratch my eyes out. But it would make sense. It would. It would make sense. And I would. You'd, you'd be... say good casting. Yeah, good casting. <laughs> good casting for this nightmare. Uh, I'd, I'd be. I'd, I wouldn't be scared. Yeah. Yeah. You, you, it would be certified fresh. Yeah. <laughs> It'd be certified. That doesn't make any sense. It would. Fresh. Let's pitch some movies. Hello. Just want to say thank you for listening to the Lives of Pitch deleted scenes. We hope you've enjoyed it. If you have, maybe consider sharing it with your friends on social media, by word of mouth, anywhere. Really, maybe put it onto a, a thumb drive and just throw it at someone. And maybe even reviewing it on wherever you got it. If you find it somewhere on iTunes or Acast or wherever, maybe review it there. Five stars, thumbs up, give everyone the heads up. Like I said before, thank you. Cheers. Bye. Bye. Bye.